Today is Tuesday, December the 22nd, and this is episode number 20 of the Khan Wealth Advisory podcast series. I'm Asif Khan, Wealth Advisor with BMO Private Wealth. First off, as this will be my last podcast for the year, I wanted to wish everyone a wonderful holiday season and a very healthy and prosperous 2021. I think we are all looking forward to 2021, the year of the vaccine. As once-in-a-lifetime 2020 was, I think we are all glad to see it now in the rear view mirror. It was an astonishing year, to say the least, and I believe I have covered why in my previous podcast. I will make a bold prediction. Headlines of the dire type will continue to fill our news feeds into 2021 with various stories around slow growth in the first quarter, escalating virus numbers into the winter months, not quick enough rollouts of the vaccine, etc. However, I want to remind our listeners that this is our prediction that 2021 will be better than 2020. In 2021, the vaccine itself will be the best stimulus we could ask for. As frontline workers get vaccinated and vaccines for those who are most at risk are just weeks or months away, Western countries will open up their economies relatively quickly. They will have to. There is light at the end of this virus tunnel. I know we always sound optimistic, and we have since the turnaround of the Great Recession, but we are believers that corporate profits and interest rates drive value, and it will be these factors that will form our opinion. The math is there to support the thesis, and fear-mongering nor any variation of negativity on the world wanting to grow and return to normalcy will stop us from believing so. Now, we are not ignorant of what's going on. We know that the virus numbers have charted way higher than we would like to have seen at this point. Current daily infections are numbering approximately 650,000 per day, with death rates hovering around 11,000 per day. And quite possibly, these numbers deteriorate further as the winter months carry on. With much of the world having seen numbers that were getting better throughout the summer, the second wave, third wave numbers have been frustrating to say the least. But many countries are trying again by tightening rules and regulations. As a result, we are seeing potential improvement in European figures already. We have vaccines, almost three of them now in circulation. The U.S. has passed a much-needed stimulus bill and and the Brexit deal may still happen. So the virus is not yet under control, but vaccine optimism is very high. On the topic of vaccines, just to note, there are 67 vaccine candidates currently in various stages of their trials, with two being approved and a third very close behind. Russia and China also have approved vaccines. However, their vaccines have not gone under the same vigorous trials. Goldman Sachs recently made a prediction. They are forecasting that 60% of the residents of major developed countries will be inoculated by May of 2021. That would be incredible. Just a mere five months from now, we could have almost 60% of the population vaccinated. This is our man on the moon moment. Just think about it for a moment. How fast the vaccine came out is astonishing. Again, my own prediction here, but as vaccine manufacturing, distribution, deployment, and inoculation starts to ramp up, we are going to rise to the challenge. We may see that 60% figure achieved sooner. Coming back to the present, it is fair to say that this present holiday month and the first few months of 2021 will be slower in economic uptake than the previous explosive rebound months. But as I've said in previous podcasts, can it possibly be as bad as what occurred last March when we did not know if there was to be a tomorrow? 
I don't think so. And with the good news in front of us that we can almost taste and smell, we should be thanking God for allowing us to live in a time of human ingenuity that has brought us to this moment. The economy will heal, and though there was great rebounds earlier in the year and expected growth for 2021 and 2022, full recovery is going to take some time. The Canadian unemployment number in April and May of this year was 13.7%, and the U.S. unemployment number in April was 14.7%. In November, it was 8.5% in Canada and 6.7% in the U.S. Those are incredible numbers. However, getting back to the rate that we were at in January of 2020, which was 5.5% here in Canada and 4% in the U.S., will be a slow grind. Certain industries have been hurt bad mainly the travel, hospitality, and entertainment industries. Their uptakes will take time because it will require virus vaccine confidence. But these industries will be robust again. We are social animals. We love interacting, getting together, sharing a meal or an experience, and seeing the world. How quickly those industries come back will be interesting to watch. But at the same time, the pandemic has created an acceleration of certain digital trends that were already underway. And this digitization of our world will create a new economy. Everything that can be pushed online is being pushed online. Certain major brands may decide to only be online. Or stores like Nike Nike and Lululemon will have you interact with them through fitness classes or fitness experiences, and you would then do much of your shopping with them online. Imagine this pandemic without the internet. It would have been truly catastrophic. But so many companies that had invested in digital are thriving, and we have come to realize that we can do a lot virtually. There will be more innovation. Think of the traditional industries such as financials, education, and healthcare, and the already tech-leading companies such as Google, Netflix, Tesla, Amazon, and others, and how they will change our lives in ways we have not yet even dreamed of. These new ways do not shrink the world, they make it bigger and more accessible to everyone in every corner. Though potentially unnerving, it will prove to be the moment when the world became more accessible and hopefully provide more opportunities and avenues for those that could not have dreamt it before. We think we live in advanced times when we can go on our phones and order groceries or consumer goods and it is delivered to our doors the next day. This is actually happening in almost every country of the world right now. They all have access to the internet and have tech-savvy entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs and consumers that are leapfrogging technology. We just hit the fast-forward button to the future. As investors, we are impatient. We want consistent growth, and we want every month and every year to be positive returns. However, the markets do not work in this way. There are times when the market has explosive returns, and there are times when it does the opposite or does nothing. We get bored when markets don't do anything. But even worse, we succumb to fear when things don't go well, even though the picture of the economy and the companies we are invested in remains clear and vividly sharp. Once we realize that returns are not always constant and more so that they focus and pause we will understand that patience is our friend in this long-term journey of wealth accumulation. From my recent BMO Capital Markets readings, they forecasted that the global economy is expected to rebound 5.5% in 2021 and then advance another 4% in the year 2022. To put those figures into some perspective, the prior worst recorded year in the post-war era had been a drop of just 0.1% in 2009, 
while a typical year for the world economy's world economy in recent times would see growth something just a bit above 3%. However, even with these strong rebounds in the coming two years, the level of economic activity would still be below its underlying trend by the end of 2022. Said another way, had COVID not happened, we would have had a bigger world economy by the end of 2022, even with those strong projected numbers that we are seeing. Part of the shortfall reflects reflects the simple fact that some of this year's loss on spending in the service sector, such as travel, entertainment, restaurants, may never be recouped. Or maybe it just does. Did you guys hear about the flight to nowhere? A seven-hour flight sold out in 10 minutes. It left Sydney, Australia and flew to Sydney, Australia. I'm pretty sure we're all going to be traveling again. Accordingly, the forecast actually could be understating the potential for growth to snap back. Insofar as vaccines are rolled out effectively and there is strong take-up, there is a case to be made that we are underestimating growth in the second half of next year and into 2022. Incredibly supportive fiscal and monetary policies, robust financial conditions, heavy-duty pent-up demand, and the buildup of excess household savings in many economies points to the possibility of a serious burst in spending later next year. Yes, some uncertainty remains, it's never fully gone, but when we compare the unknowns of today to that of just eight months ago, I think we can be more comfortable about tomorrow than not. Oh, and on the UK mutation, and is it more infectious and will the vaccine work? My good friend, infectious disease doctor, Dr. Fahim Yunus from the United States, said in a tweet, It's a turbulent plane, not a crashing plane. Relax and let the scientific pilots navigate their way out of it. To close out, my quote for today that sums up a lot of what I've said is from Peter Drucker. He said, the ultimate resource in economic development is people. It is people, not capital or raw materials that develop an economy. Here's our corny dad joke. Why should you not trust atoms? That is A-T-O-M-S. Because they make up everything. Thanks for listening today. Have an awesome socially distant holiday week. Season's greetings, Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. Call us anytime with your questions or comments. My number is 416-725-9133. And Austin's number is 416-709-7879. This is Asif Khan signing off. Be well and have a wonderful couple of weeks. Hello, are you still listening? Well, thanks for sticking around. So about a couple of weeks ago, my eldest daughter put out a tweet. It read, people on Sheen that write reviews and upload pics are the backbone of this country. I know, I don't understand it either. Her tweet had no hashtags and it received 520,000 likes and almost 60,000 retweets. The most I ever had was 10,000 views on my LinkedIn post from a few months ago, and I thought I was a rock star. For those of you who don't know, Sheen is an online clothing retailer, and she was referring to people who buy their clothes and then put up pictures of how how those clothes fit and look, 
and how they're helping to contribute to better purchases for others. Yeah, I know. I don't get it either. Be well, everyone. Take care and talk to you in 2021.